Sahih Bukhari, a Hadith Reading, by Nolan Alford, Volume 1, Book 4, Ablution, Chapter 137, Narrated by Abu Huraira. Allah's Apostle said, The prayer of a person who does hadath, also known as passing poo, urine, stool, or wind, is not accepted until he performed the ablution. A person from Hadaramut asked Abu Huraira, What is hadath? Abu Huraira replied, Hadath means the passing of wind from the anus. Chapter 138, narrated by Nuam al-Mujmir. Once I went up the roof of the mosque, along with Abu Huraira. He performed ablution and said, I heard the Prophet saying, On the day of resurrection, my followers will be called al-Gur-ul-Mujahlun, from the trace of ablution, and whoever can increase the area of his radiance should do so. Chapter 139 narrated by Abbas bin Tamim. My uncle asked Allah's Apostle about a person who imagined to have passed wind during the prayer. Allah's Apostle replied, He should not leave his prayers unless he hears sound or smells something. Chapter 140, narrated by Kudayb. Ibn Abbas said, The Prophet slept till he snored, and then prayed. Ibn Abbas added, I stayed overnight in the house of my aunt Maimuna. The Prophet slept for a part of the night. And late at night, he got up and performed ablution from a hanging water skin, a light ablution, and stood up for the prayer. I, too, performed a similar ablution, then I went and stood on his left. He drew me to his right and prayed as much as Allah wished, and again lay and slept till his breast sounds were heard. Later on, the Muadzin, callmaker for the prayer, came to him and informed him that it was time for prayer. The Prophet went with him for the prayer without performing a new ablution. Author's note, Sufyan said to Amr that some people said, The eyes of Allah's apostles sleep, but his heart does not sleep. Amr replied, I heard Ubaid bin Umar saying that the dreams of prophets were divine inspiration, and then he recited the verse, I, Abraham, see in a dream, O my son, that I offer you in sacrifice to Allah. Chapter 141 Narrated by Usama bin Zaid Allah's apostle proceeded from Arafat till when he reached the mountain pass, he dismounted, urinated, and then performed ablution, but not a perfect one. I said to him, Is it the time for prayer, O Allah's Apostle? He said, The place of prayer is ahead of you. He rode to when we reached Al-Muzdalifa. He dismounted and performed ablution, and a perfect one. The call for Ikama was pronounced, and he led the Maghrib prayer. Then everybody made his camel kneel down at its place. Then the Ikama was pronounced for the Isha prayer which the Prophet led, and no prayer was offered in between the two prayers. Chapter 142 Narrated by Atta bin Yasar Ibn Abbas performed ablution and washed his face in the following way. He ladled out a handful of water, rinsed his mouth, and washed his nose with it by putting in water and then blowing it out. He then took another handful of water and did, this, and did a like gesture, draining both hands and washed his face took another handful of water, and washed his white forearm. He again took another handful of water, and washed his left forearm, and passed wet hands over his head, and took another handful of water, and poured it over his right foot up to his ankles, and washed it thoroughly, and similarly took another handful of water, and washed it thoroughly, his left foot up to the ankles, and said, I saw Allah's Apostle performing ablution in this way. Chapter 143 Narrated by Ibn Abbas The Prophet said, if any one of you, on having sexual relations with his wife, said, and you must say before starting, 
In the name of Allah, O Allah, protect us from Satan, and also protect what you bestow upon us from Satan. And if it is destined that they should have a child then, Satan will never be able to harm that offspring. Chapter 144, narrated by Anas. Whenever the Prophet went to answer the call of nature, he used to say, Allah umma ini ahadu bika minal kubuti wal kabaith. The translation for this being, O Allah, I seek refuge with you from all offensive and wicked things. Chapter 145, narrated by Ibn Abbas. Once the Prophet entered a laboratory, and I placed water for his ablution. He asked, Who placed it? He was informed accordingly, and so he said, O Allah, make Ibn Abbas a learned scholar in the religion of Islam. Chapter 146, narrated by Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. Allah's apostle said, If any one of you goes to an open space for answering the call of nature, he should neither face nor turn his back towards the Qibla, he should either face the east or the west. Chapter 147, narrated by Abdullah bin Umar. People say, whenever you sit for answering the call of nature, you should not face the Qibla or Jerusalem. I told them, once I went up to the roof of our house and I saw Allah's apostle answering the call of nature while sitting on two bricks facing Jerusalem, but there was a screen covering him. Chapter 148, narrated by Aisha. The wives of the Prophet used to go to Al-Manasi, a vast open place near Bakya at Medina, to answer the call of nature at night. Umar used to say to the Prophet, Let your wives be veiled. But Allah's Apostle did not do so. One night, Salda bint Zamma, the wife of the Prophet, went out at Isha time, and she was a tall lady. Umar addressed her and said, I have recognized you, O Sauda." He said so, as he desired eagerly that the verses of Al-Hijab, the observing of veils by the Muslim women, may be revealed. So Allah revealed the verses of Al-Hijab. Chapter 149, narrated by Aisha. The Prophet said to his wives, You are allowed to go out to answer the call of nature. Chapter 150, narrated by Abdullah bin Umar. I went up to the roof of Hafsa's house for some job, and I saw Allah's apostle answering the call of nature, facing Syria, Jordan, Palestine, and Lebanon, with his back towards the Qibla. Chapter 151, narrated by Abdullah bin Umar. Once I went up to the roof of our house and saw Allah's apostle answering the call of nature while sitting over two bricks facing Jerusalem. Chapter 152, narrated by Anas bin Malik. Whenever Allah's apostle went to answer the call of nature, I went along with another boy I, along with another boy, used to accompany him with a tumbler full of water. Author's note, Hisham commented so that he might wash his private parts with it. Chapter 153, narrated by Anas. Whenever Allah's apostle went to answer the call of nature, I, along with another boy from us, used to go behind him with a tumbler full of water. Chapter 154, narrated by Anas bin Malik. Whenever Allah's apostle went to answer the call of nature, I, along with another boy, used to carry a tumbler full of water for cleaning the private parts, and a spear-headed stuck. Chapter 155, narrated by Abu Qatada. Allah's Apostle said, Whenever any one of you drinks water, you should not breathe in the drinking utensil. And whenever any one of you goes to a lavatory, he should neither touch his penis nor clean his private parts with his right hand. Chapter 156, narrated by Abu Qatada. The Prophet said, Whenever any one of you makes water, he should not hold his penis 
or clean his private parts with his right hand. And while drinking, one should not breathe in the drinking utensil. Chapter 157 Narrated by Abu Huraira I followed the prophet while he was going out to answer the call of nature. He used not to look this way or that. So, when I approached near him, he said to me, Fetch me some stones for the cleaning of the private parts. I do not bring a bone or a piece of dung. So I brought the stones in the corner of my garment and placed them by his side, and I went away from them. When he finished answering the call of nature, he used them. Chapter 158 Narrated by Abdullah The prophet went out to answer the call of nature and asked me to bring three stones. I found two stones and searched for the third, but could not find it. So I took out a dry piece of dung and brought it to him. He took the two stones and threw away the dung and said, This is a filthy thing. Chapter 159 Narrated by Ibn Abbas The Prophet performed ablution by washing the body parts only once. Chapter 160 Narrated by Abdullah bin Zaid The Prophet performed ablution by washing the body parts twice. Chapter 161 Narrated by Humran The Slave of Uthman I saw Uthman bin Affan asking for a tumbler of water, and when it was brought, he poured water over his hands and washed them thrice, and then put his right hand in the water container and rinsed his mouth, washed his nose by putting water in it and then blowing it out. Then he washed his face and forearms up to the elbows thrice, passed his white hands over his head and washed his feet up to his ankles thrice. Then he said, Allah's Apostle said if anyone performs ablution like that of mine and offers two rakat prayer, during which he does not think of anything else, then his past sins will be forgiven. After performing the ablution, Uthman said, I am going to tell you a hadith, which I would not have told you had I not been compelled by a certain holy verse. This verse is, Verily, those who conceal the clear signs and the guidance which we have been sent down. I heard the Prophet saying, If a man performs ablution perfectly and then offers the compulsory congregational prayer, Allah will forgive his sins committed between that prayer and the next prayer till he offers it. Chapter 162 Narrated by Abu Huraira. Allah's Apostle said, If any one of you performs ablution, he should put water in his nose and then blow it out, and whoever cleans his private parts with stones should do so with odd numbers. And whoever wakes up from his sleep should wash his hands before putting them in the water for ablution, because nobody knows where his hands were during sleep. Chapter 163. Narrated by Abu Huraira. Allah's Apostle said, If any one of you performs ablution, he should put water in his nose and then blow it out, and whoever cleans his private parts with stones should do so with odd numbers. And whoever wakes up from his sleep should wash his hands before putting them in the water for ablution, because nobody knows where his hands were during sleep. Chapter 164 Narrated by Abdullah bin Amr The Prophet remained behind us on a journey. He joined us while we were performing ablution for the Asr prayer, which is overdue, and we were just passing wet hands over our feet. So he addressed us in a loud voice, saying twice, Save your heels from the fire. Chapter 165 Narrated by Humran The Freed Slave of Uthman bin Affan I saw Uthman bin Affan asking for a tumbler of water. I saw Uthman bin Affan asking for a tumbler of water to perform ablution, and when it was brought, he poured water from it over his hands and washed them thrice and then put his right hand in the water container, and rinsed his mouth, and washed his nose by putting water in it and then blowing it out. Then he washed his face thrice, and then his forearms up to the elbow thrice, and then passed his wet hands over his head, and then washed each foot thrice. After that, Uthman said, 
I saw the prophet performing ablution like this of mine, and he said, If anyone performs ablution like that of mine, and offers a two-rakat prayer, during which he does not think of anything else, then his past sins will be forgiven. Chapter 166 Narrated by Muhammad ibn Ziyad I heard Abu Huraira saying as he passed by us while the people were performing ablution from a utensil containing water, Perform ablution perfectly and thoroughly for the Prophet, for Abu Qasim. The Prophet said, Save your heels from the hellfire. Chapter 167 Narrated by Ubaid ibn Juraij I asked Abdullah bin Umar, O Abdur Rahman, I saw you doing four things which I never saw being done by any one of your companions. Abdullah bin Umar said, What are those, O Ibn Juraj? I said, I never saw you touching any corner of the Kaaba except these two facing south, and I saw you wearing shoes made of tan leather and dyeing your hair with henna. I also noticed that I also noticed that whenever you were in Mecca, the people assume Ihram on seeing the new moon crescent, while you did not assume the Ihram. Abdullah replied, Regarding the corners of Kaaba, I never saw Allah's apostle touching except those facing Yemen, and regarding the tan leather shoes, no doubt I saw Allah's apostle wearing non-hairy shoes, and he used to perform ablution while wearing the shoes. So I love to wear similar shoes. And about the dyeing of the hair with henna, no doubt I saw Allah's apostle dyeing his hair with it, and that is why I like to dye my hair with it as well. Regarding Ihram, I did not see Allah's Apostle assuming Ihram until he set out for Hajj. Chapter 168 Narrated by Um Atiyah That the Prophet at the time of washing his deceased daughter had said to them, Start from the right side, beginning with those parts which are washed in ablution. Chapter 169 Narrated by Aisha The Prophet used to like to start from the right side on wearing shoes, combing his hair, and cleaning or washing himself and on doing anything else. Chapter 170 Narrated by Anas bin Malik. I saw Allah's apostle when the Asr prayer was due, and the people searched for water to perform ablution, but they could not find it. Later on, a pot full of water for ablution was brought to Allah's apostle. He put his hand in that pot and ordered the people to perform ablution from it. I saw the water springing out from underneath his fingers till all of them performed the ablution. It was one of the miracles of the Prophet. Chapter 171 Narrated by Ibn Sirn I said to Abida, I have some of the hair of the Prophet which I got from Anas or from his family. Abida replied, No doubt. If I had a single hair of that, it would have been dearer to me than the whole world and whatever is in it. Chapter 172 Narrated by Anas When Allah's Apostle got his head shaved, Abu Talha was the first to take some of his hair. Chapter 173 Narrated by Abu Huraira Allah's Apostle said, if a dog drinks from the utensil of any one of you, it is essential to wash it seven times. Chapter 174 Narrated by Abu Huraira The Prophet said, A man saw a dog eating mud from the severity of its thirst. So that man took a shoe and filled it with water and kept pouring the water for the dog till it quenched its thirst. So Allah approved of the deed and made him to enter paradise. A narrator Hamza bin Abdullah, My father said, During the lifetime of Allah's apostle, Dogs used to urinate and pass through the mosques come and go. Nevertheless, they never used to sprinkle water on it. Chapter 175 Narrated by Adi bin Hatim I asked the Prophet about the hunting dogs, and he replied, If you let loose with Allah's name your tame dog after a game and it hunts it, you may eat it. But if the dog eats of that game, then do not eat it.
because the dog has hunted it for itself. I further said, Sometimes I send my dog for hunting and find another dog with it. He said, Do not eat the game, for you have mentioned Allah's name only on sending your dog and not the other dog. Chapter 176 Narrated by Abu Huraira Allah's apostle said, A person is considered in prayer as long as he is waiting for the prayer in the mosque, as long as he does not do hadath. A non-Arab man asked, O Abu Huraira, what is hadath? I replied, It is the passing of the wind from the anus. Chapter 177 Narrated by Abbas bin Tamim My uncle said that the prophet said, One should not leave his prayer unless he hears a sound or smells something. Chapter 178 Narrated by Ali I used to get emotional urethral discharges frequently and felt shy to ask Allah's apostle about it. So I requested Al-Mikdad bin Al-Azwad to ask the Prophet about it. Al-Mikdad asked him and he replied, One has to perform ablution after that. Chapter 179 Narrated by Zaid bin Khalid I asked Uthman bin Affan about a person who engaged in intercourse but did no discharge. Uthman replied, He should perform ablution like the one for an ordinary prayer but he must wash his penis. Uthman added, I heard it from Allah's apostle. I asked Ali al-Zubair, Talha, and Ubay bin Kaab about it, and they too gave the same reply. Author's note, this order was canceled later on, and taking a bath or showering fully became necessary for such cases. Chapter 180, narrated by Abu Said al-Qud. Allah's apostle sent for an Ansari man who came with water dropping from his head. The prophet said, perhaps we forced you to hurry up, haven't we? The answer replied, yes. Allah's apostle further said, If you are forced to hurry out during intercourse, or you do not discharge, then ablution is due on you. Chapter 181 Narrated by Usama bin Zaid When Allah's apostle departed from Arafat, he turned towards a mountain pass, where he answered the call of nature. After he had finished, I poured water, and he performed ablution, and then I said to him, O Allah's apostle, will you offer the prayer? He replied, the Musalla, also known as the place of prayer, is ahead of you. Chapter 182 Narrated by Al-Mughira bin Shuba I was in the company of Allah's apostle on one of the journeys, and he went out to answer the call of nature. And after he finished, I poured water and he performed ablution. He washed his face, forearms, and passed his wet hand over his head and over the two leather socks. Chapter 183 Narrated by Abdullah bin Abbas that he stayed overnight in the house of Maimuna, the wife of the prophet, his aunt. He added, I lay on the bed, while Allah's apostle and his wife lay in the lengthwise direction of the cushion. Allah's apostle slept to the middle of the night, either a bit before or a bit after it, and then woke up, rubbing the traces of sleep off his face with his hands. He then recited the last ten verses of Surah al-Imran, got up, and went to a hanging water skin. He then performed the ablution from it, and it was a perfect ablution, and then stood up to offer the prayer. I, too, got up and did as the Prophet had done. Then I went and stood by his side. He placed his right hand on my head and caught my right ear and twisted it. He prayed two rakat, and then 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 two rakat, separately, six times, and then finally one rakat. Then he lay down again in the bed. Then he lay down again in the bed to the muhadin. Came, came to him from whereupon the prophet got up, offered a two-light rakat prayer, and went out and led the fajr prayer. Chapter 184 Narrated by Asma bint Abu Bakr I came to Aisha, the wife of the prophet, during the solar eclipse. 
the people were standing and offering the prayer, and she was also praying. I asked her, What is wrong with the people? She beckoned with her hand towards the sky and said, Subhanallah. I asked her, Is there a sign? She pointed out, Yes. So I too stood for the prayer till I felt unconscious and later I poured water on my head. After the prayer, Allah's Apostle praised and glorified Allah and said, Just now I have seen something which I never saw before at this place of mine, including paradise and hell. I have been inspired and have understood that you will be put to trials in your graves, and these trials will be like the trials of Ad-Dajjal, or nearly like it. Angels will come to every one of you and ask, What do you know about this man? A believer will reply, He is Muhammad, Allah's Apostle, and he came to us with self-evident truth and guidance. So we accepted his teaching, believed and followed him. Then the angels will say to him to sleep in peace as they have come to know that he was a believer. On the other hand, a hypocrite or a doubtful person will reply, I do not know, but heard the people saying something, and so I said the same. Chapter 185 Narrated by Yahya al-Mazini A person asked Abdullah bin Zaid, who was the grandfather of Amr bin Yahya, Can you show me how Allah's apostle used to perform ablution? Abdullah bin Zaid replied in the affirmative and asked for water. He poured it on his hands and washed them twice. Then he rinsed his mouth thrice and washed his nose with water thrice by putting water in it and blowing it out. He washed his face thrice, and then after that he washed his forearms up to the elbows twice, and then passed his wet hands over his head from its front to its back and vice versa. Authors note, this is also known from beginning from the front and taking it to the back of his head up to the nape of his neck, and then he brought them back to the front again from where he had started, and then he washed his feet up to the ankles.